Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is all about facial aesthetics. I'm so excited to be joined today by Dr. Nina Bowell. You might recognize Dr. Nina from TV as she is the official cosmetic dentist in the series two of the UK TV show Body Fixes on E4. She's also joined Holly and Phil on This Morning. In today's episode, I talked to Dr. Nina about her journey so far and we discuss facial aesthetics in general, um, as well as specific treatments, uh, special treatments that Dr. Nina does most of. And we also cover how we treat things like gummy smiles and how we can use facial aesthetics and dentistry in conjunction together to uh, address certain concerns. So I really hope you enjoy and let's get into the episode. Hi, Dr. Nina. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. Such a such a pleasure to be here. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Dr. Nina. I am a cosmetic dentist and in fact, my big passion is in uh, uh, skin and aesthetics. So um my my path has been quite interesting. So obviously, my, my background is in dentistry. That's what I uh, I studied, and I graduated with. But um, I quickly soon realized after after graduation that my what was really interesting me was and everything about the aesthetics of the smile. So I was drawn to knowing more about the cosmetic dentistry. So anything from teeth whitening, composite bonding, and Visalign, teeth straightening, and um, composite veneers. So um, from shifting to the cosmetic side of the dent- dent- dental side of dentistry, I quickly then jumped to the facial aesthetics as soon as I realized actually dentists could do so much aesthetics, especially in UK. So I moved to UK um, in 2012, um, actually nothing to do with my job. I just moved for, for love. I just met my husband and it was actually um, great because despite leaving all uh, my securities in Italy, where I'm from, so my clinic, patients and everything, actually get UK gave me the opportunity to do what I actually love, um, which is facial aesthetics. So I started from 2012 onwards to um, really build my knowledge through so many courses. And as soon as I went on the first first course, I realized that that was exactly what I was meant to do in my life. Uh, it was I was passionate about it. I loved everything. I wanted to know more and more, and I just wanted to become the the best I could possibly become. So I literally do did every single course um, uh, I possibly could do, and I slowly started to put everything in practice and to build my my patient base. Would you say there was one um, moment or one sort of patient that you treated that made you realize this is this is for you, this is what you want to focus on? Um, yes, I think um, I think it wasn't one in specific. I think it was after I did a couple of patients and I realized the 
the potential um, that this treatment can have on on, on someone's um, confidence, self-esteem, which is actually quite different to dentistry. So in dental practice, normally you tend to see patients who are not very keen to see you, they are scared of dentists, and they can't truly appreciate what you do some some do but even if you do a, a very very difficult or complicated root canal very rarely the patient is so grateful and can really appreciate um how tricky it is um and the, the sweat to find the canals whether if you do facial aesthetics is the patients are happy to see you and that's so nice makes such a difference um and they they have to see you they really open up to you literally i feel like majority of my patients become also like my friends so i still am I'm, i feel like i'm seeing my friends we have a nice chat we talk about life we support each other plus i help them to um to look better and therefore feel better and that has a huge impact on the way they feel really can be life-changing and um, and the gratitude from my clients and my patients is what has impacted me so much and that's my my big why I'm doing what I'm doing I and, and and I love it so much. So I think it's quickly realizing the effect um of the, the treatments and the gratitude that I was receiving back. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I think with something like dentistry, um sometimes it's difficult to appreciate how complex the treatment actually is and how much work goes into that. Whereas with something like facial aesthetics, patients are sometimes able to see instant results even. So it's definitely a rewarding uh, practice to be able to offer those treatments. How would you say you balance your work life and your family life? It's a daily struggle, to be totally honest. Um, it is. Um, but um, I think you can have it all just not at the same time so there has i've got two two boys two small children and the and funny enough my career my business just exploded after i had my my first son so you can definitely do it all you can but some you have to i think um accept that there are going to be times where your clinics your career and your business will have to be put on the side um, and focus on your children and the other way around there have been times where I miss my my children's party or, or, or something I had to do because I had to focus on my, my business and my career and my clinics uh, and that's okay but for me I try to work part-time so my balance is uh, three maximum four days a week of clinic work um, and the other days I'm home doing lots of paperwork, but also um, being a mum. So I think for me that works. I think whatever, whatever works for you, whatever works for me, you know, my balance might be different to to someone else. But I think I feel that actually I'm a better mum when I go to work because then I come home and I've got I'm I'm present with them. Whether sometimes if uh, the days when I'm at home um despite physically being at home i'm not there i'm not present so for me that works really well we hear a lot about facial aesthetics and i'm sure patients hear about it a lot as well but could you just explain to us what we mean when we say facial aesthetics 
Yes, absolutely. Um, great question, actually, because there's a lot of confusion of what actually is. So official aesthetics is the term that we use to describe the range of non-surgical treatments. So under the umbrella of official aesthetics, um, we consider anything from medical grade uh, skincare products to medical grade chemical peels, to um, medical grade skin treatment, such as skin boosters, microneedling, derma roller, derma stamp, to uh, proper injectables, such as the, the neurotoxin and derma fillers. What are some of your most popular procedures that you do for your patients and your clients? Yeah, so, um, a very popular treatment is um, someone comes complaining about the asymmetry of the face. So there's, um, which could be a asymmetry um, of the eyebrows or the cheekbones or the jawline, and it's um, which is actually very very tricky, not even impossible to correct that surgically. And um, many people don't want even to go under the surgical route. So, um, what the facial aesthetics can be incredible to help to correct. Um, the asymmetry of the face. So I think facial asymmetry is a very, very popular um, complaint and concern that my, my, my patient come with to the clinic. And also, I would say maybe um, tear trot filler, um, again, a very, very popular treatment. And um, again, someone comes not entirely happy with the face shape, but not knowing what is it exactly that I'm happy with or um, they just don't want to perhaps look more feminine or perhaps um, they, yeah, they're just not happy with it, but they don't really know. They can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. So I help them to uh, analyze the face um, and to, to suggest perhaps a couple of treatments to, to perhaps hide some malocclusion aesthetically. So someone is a class two or a class three, um, which means um, for whoever doesn't know what the, the, the mandible uh, is to uh, projecting or is uh, retroposition, we can just hide that aesthetically with some dermal fillers. Mm -hmm. And what are the most uh, common questions that I see people ask about facial aesthetics in particular is will it look fake or will it look noticeable because you know they don't want everybody because when I see patients or clients they, the first thing they say is I don't want anyone to know I've had anything done. So would you say that when patients have treatments for facial aesthetics to correct either an asymmetry or say they've got under eye circles and they want tear trough filler would you say they look fake or would it would it be quite noticeable yeah so um i think it can be it, it totally depends um who does it and what kind of result you want so it can be done either way um the way i personally work the way i like on myself uh, treatment of myself the way i my, my philosophy is definitely less is more is not uh doing treatments so that the results are not noticeable. So my goal is that my clients come back after treatment saying, um, I got so many compliments, but no one really were able to pick up exactly what I had done. Or they say, oh, your your skin looks great. There's nobody what it says that the skin looks great. So there's a, there's a great question because there's a lot of misconception about it. So some, uh, I think it's just lack of knowledge. So many people think that the injectables, especially botox fillers, are the bad example out there so whenever it's done incorrectly or whenever it's overdone but actually it can be done incredibly subtly and no one can tell it can be done just as prevention and 
again, no one really can be able to to tell. So um, it can be done either way. I agree. I think it's definitely understanding what kind of look the patient prefers. Because again, going back to dentistry and facial aesthetics with dentistry, it's quite clear if there's disease, this is what you do to treat it. Whereas with facial aesthetics, it's so subjective and you have to understand what that patient's definition of beauty is to be able to give them the right kind of treatment. So it's very, very important. And I think now generally we're all going more towards the natural look and and something exactly like you said you look fresh you look rejuvenated but no one's quite able to sort of pinpoint why or what you've had done um and there's a lot of a lot of a lot more people now going towards facial aesthetics and having treatment especially non-surgical yeah. treatment done uh, can we just talk a little bit about the risks of some of these treatments if they're not done correctly and they're not done by a trained professional yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um, it's so important to talk about it now, because as you said uh, correctly, there are m- many, many people who um, are clients, so have the treatments done on themselves, but also um, lots of people are actually performing treatments. And sadly, it's still not very clearly regulated in UK. So there are lots of non-professional, non-medics that unfortunately um, can also do some dermophilus. And the side effects, the complications can actually be huge and very, very severe, especially with dermophilus. So with dermophilus, we are talking about the risks can potentially be blindness, vascular occlusions, necrosis, so the skin dyes, scarring, to the minor side effects, which are uh, temporary, such as uh, swelling, bruising, um, asymmetrical results, lumps. But when we talk about potential necrosis and blindness, blindness is rare, but necrosis is actually not as rare. And it can be totally life-changing and it can be the scariest thing to go through for either the patient or the practitioner. So, and I think the... People perhaps don't know that, and perhaps social media can make this treatment look easy, and whether they are not. Um, and I think Instagram or social media, I mean, I love it, I, I use it a lot, and I think it's an amazing platform. But perhaps it can have the risk to make the procedures look easier than what they actually are, or to hide. The, the huge potential uh, problem that can 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 occur but i think again people are becoming more aware because uh, th- there are lots of complications because more people are having treatment so there are m- more complications around happening and so i think people people know um and whether with neurotoxin the, the complication can happen is again brows dropping or a symmetrical result that can last for a couple of months um, or um, asymmetrical smile, uneven smile, um, that can last for a couple of months. Yeah, definitely. And I think when I first started in facial aesthetics, what I didn't realize that Botox or neurotoxin anti-wrinkle injections, um, although they're a prescription-only medicine, the side effects that you can have relative to other treatments, such as dermophils, are actually a little bit more minor. So things yeah. like dermophilus can actually cause blindness and things but they're not as heavily regulated as, as say something like botox because in theory anybody can order and i've heard horror stories of patients ordering it themselves and doing it themselves 
and you know non-medics non-dental professionals not nurses practitioner nurses and things anybody who's not amongst those categories doing it is actually can be quite dangerous um so i think definitely we need to raise awareness that although it's simple relatively simple in trained hands it could actually have quite severe and serious yeah. complications if not done correctly totally would there be a time where you would not treat a patient so say someone comes to you and says i don't like this i don't like that is there a particular time where you would say actually i don't agree with you i would not treat you yes yes absolutely so a uh, tricky one um and i still after so many years i still have to to come out with an effective sentence to get rid of some patients um because so I would, never, I would definitely never, ever treat when someone has signs of body dysmorphia. So I look at that and look for that uh, very, very carefully. Um, so body dysmorphia absolutely is a no-go at all. Um, I would refrain, I'd be very careful about treating anyone who, during a consultation, has told me that they've seen 15 different practitioners and no one had made her happy or him happy. And so there's always a sign, red flag of mm, if 15 people haven't made you happy, if you complain about every single one, perhaps you won't be happy with me as well. Uh, or perhaps it's not the practitioner fault, perhaps it's you that you will never be happy. So again, that's something that I don't like to, 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 to treat someone that's changed so many practitioners. Or if someone complains about something they generally cannot see. Um, so I said, look, you know, I perhaps, you know, someone can be obsessed, I know, with a tiny line that I can't even see. I said, look, I don't, you know, perhaps I can come up something saying something like, I think we've got, you know, different ideas of, of, of the beauty. And I don't think I can, unfortunately, uh, give the results that you, that you expect can make you happy. So, but sometimes getting out of this situation is not easy because this patient can be very convincing and so sometimes I I learned the hard way and I just went ahead I I, I got convinced and I always regret it so now I'm, I'm more careful no I agree I think for me it would be if they complain about something that I can't see so yeah. I think with, with a trained eye you can say actually I can see that I agree with you I think we can improve it um, whereas if it's something that you can't see to begin with, I think definitely is a no-go for treatment because when it comes after the treatment, you, you know, you can't really see a difference if you didn't see the issue in the first place. Great. And would you say your practice has changed or how has it changed since the whole coronavirus pandemic? Oh, yes, it's changed. Um, it's changed massively. So obviously for um you know four or five months I lost I lost the count we were not able to 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 go back to the clinic work so my I think my um prescription medical grade skincare products side of work has definitely increased a lot so lots of people are more aware and willing about taking care of the skin so um, I had a lot of consultation, online consultation during lockdown. Um, of people really wanted to to do something about themselves or improve the skin as much as possible. So, definitely more awareness um, regarding the the that the skincare people willing to use effective products. So definitely that has increased a lot um and also what i've been doing i've been taking all my consultations online which is actually a work really well so the time at the clinic is 
um, more effective just to actually perform the treatment that we agree already during the consultation so to minimize exposure um, at the clinic for obvious reasons and that has actually worked really effectively so everything the consultation is done online and the, the clinic is just for the purely for the actual treatment. Could you tell us about a particular patient or a particular case that you enjoyed treating? Yeah, I really enjoy perhaps combining, so uh, working on um, someone that complains about uh, gummy smile, for example. And um, so I love to perhaps combine some teeth straightening uh, treatment um, with or some composite money perhaps to elongate the teeth with a bit of neurotoxin to to try to drop the elevator muscle of the of the upper lip and perhaps a touch of lip filler um, just to finish off um, the, the, the smile and that can really transform someone's smile uh, amazingly. Another um, case I love to treat is combining dentistry and facial aesthetics is perhaps someone who comes and complains with the uh, asymmetry of the nose to mouth lines which often just reflect the asymmetry of the teeth position underneath um, so um, by just by straightening the teeth or correcting them with some restorative treatments or veneers composite bonding we actually support the soft tissues so then um, when we do inject fillers to to finish up again, correct the lines and fill the lines, um, it can really work magic. Could you tell us a little bit more about the gummy smile? Because I've had a lot of people come in and say, I've got a gummy smile, but I know you can't do anything about it. But actually, there's a lot of things that we can do, sort of minimally invasive stuff, non-surgical stuff that we can do to help treat a gummy smile. Yes, absolutely. So the first thing obviously I would assess, I'll ask my patient to smile really, really as wide as possible to, to check if the muscle, the elevator muscle or the upper lip is is really strong is actually a really good sign. It means that I know that my neurotoxin injected will be able to drop the muscle and, and cover the gums. Um, again, I'll, I'll measure it. Normally, if there's anything between three and five millimeters, I know I can get a fantastic result with the toxin. If there's anything above six or seven millimeters, then it's a bit too much. And I know, yeah, perhaps it can slightly get improved, but not enough for the patient to actually notice a difference with his eye or her eye. So but then, perhaps I can recommend a combination of dental surgery or something different approach but otherwise in most cases most cases it can be treated fantastically with neurotoxin um, so we drop the muscle first and then um, if it's the case if they have quite thin lips which normally is the case as well because by elevating them by having such a strong muscle um, the upper lip really becomes almost non-existent when they smile then um, it can really be transforming a matter of minutes yeah absolutely and in terms of the neurotoxin when we talk about putting it in the muscle how does how does it actually work because people have heard about botox but botox is actually a, a brand and and the the actual active ingredient is a neurotoxin so could you just tell us a little bit about how that works and how it sort of relaxes the muscles yeah exactly so i think people um uh, yeah they just talk generally about botox but as you say correctly but this is actually a, a specific brand name there are a couple of different brands available of um, of neurotoxin 
such as bocature, um, azelaire, and botox, or this word. And um, so the the neurotoxin is actually botulinum toxin. Um, the way it uh, basically works is once it's injected in the muscle, it stops, blocks the um, specific chemical reaction. So the the muscles fibers one release a specific enzyme called acetylcholine. So basically, um, the the fibers of the muscle don't have the message to contract anymore. Uh, so by missing the specific chemical reaction which has been interrupted, they they can't contract anymore and therefore they relax. By relaxing, um, we reduce the as a beautiful nice effect we reduce, we, we soften the, um, mass, the, the, the lines due to muscle activity, muscle, muscle contraction. So typically the frown line, the forehead line, the cross feet. We can actually work also a bit more um, cleverly and also um, lift the brows, for example. You're like, how can you lift something if the, if the neurotoxin drops and relaxes the muscle again it's just a very very clever way to relax specific muscle that perhaps drops the brows and leaving leaving the um elevator muscle to lift the brows without toxins so they can be even more active and lift the brows so is it just a question very clever way of um yeah of doing that absolutely it's just about disrupting the balance because especially with the eyebrows for example there's two different muscles that work in opposite directions to hold the brow in its place so if we switch off the one that pulls the brow down we can very cleverly just lift the uh, area of the eyebrow that we want to and what would you say to people who are considering having toxin or anti-wrinkle injections but they they're not sure they may perhaps think that they're quite young and i think what's important is we need to make them realize that toxin can sometimes be for prevention rather than cure because uh, the lines, if they have formed already, it's it's a little bit too late. So you'd want to catch the muscles before those lines have actually formed. Uh, so what would you say to people who are considering having treatment done, but they're not sure if it's the right time or the right age, for example? 100% yes. Um, I think as well, you know, people are realizing that perhaps a couple of years ago, people were scared or worried it would you know to come too early or they were just waiting whether now I, I say to all my clients um if you're not sure if in doubt just please come and see me let's have an online chat or come see me in the clinic and I assess the muscles because actually um yeah I mean in terms of general rule uh what you said is totally right so neurotoxin botulinum toxin um works best in preventing so once the lines are static it's actually really tricky it might not work as well or if you have a uh, lot of neurotoxin injected it can actually look very unnatural so you can get away with much less amount injected much more natural results if you start quite early so normally as a general rule i would say anything between late 20s and early 30s but again everybody's so different so perhaps um you know the way someone can be a 28 29 they might need already a tiny bit of neurotoxin just to prevent the muscle and some the, the lines whether someone else uh 38 might look in terms of skin aging or muscle aging the same as someone at 28 or, or not so i think every case is, is different so it has to be assessed personally
Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you thought. So please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manicherry. There will be a new episode every week. So please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be notified. And I can't wait to speak to you soon.
As always, I would love to know what you thought of this episode, so please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manucheri. There will be a new episode every week, so please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode, and I can't wait to speak to you soon.